sit back and prepare to laugh. It's the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 25 of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. It is our silver anniversary, uh, but unfortunately, we are not. I am not with normal guys. I'm with a normal guy, Jack Hart. Hey, <laughs> hey. Um, unfortunately, Knuckles had a dropout last minute. He's a little under the weather. Um, syphilis is acting up again. <laughs> Awful. Well, that and that double yeast infection, too. That's a real killer as well. Yeah, I told him don't use the chapstick you find on the public buses, but he keeps doing it. I don't understand why. <laughs> he's going to hate me for saying it. If he listens to this show, which I doubt he will, um, he's going to be mad at me for this. But um, I don't really know where to go from here because usually I have Knuckles to make fun of. And Jack's not nearly as fun to make fun of as uh, Knuckles is. So I guess we could just start um, with what we've been playing. So, Jack, we've been playing the last, I guess, three weeks. Since we've done a normal show. Oh yeah, well, since our little game of the, the game of the generation podcast with, uh, by the way, anyone listen to this? If you haven't listened to our games of the generation podcast, seriously go back and do so. Yes. I mean, we had our special guest host here, Josh Radden, Yoshi Fett from uh, the BRB Boom. Great guy, great co-host and stuff. Yeah, seriously. But we put uh, a lot of work in that over almost three hours of recording. Yeah, with uh, it's six with hours of me editing. Yeah, six hours of Tyler editing because of my little <laughs> screw up with audacity. Well, no, but uh... <laughs> three of the four hosts on the show had had issues with their audio. Yoshi was the only, oh yeah, all the Yoshi was the only one with good audio. But well, all screwed up. Well, that comes with the experience with his uh, what five years or so of podcasting experience. Yeah, he's probably been on like two hundred podcasts. Well, anyway, like I was saying, after a little Games of the Generation podcast that we recorded, like, almost like three weeks ago. No, it, was, it was just last week we recorded it. It was last week? Last oh, Tuesday. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, it feels week. like three weeks ago. I know, but, everything just, yeah. But I started to get heavily involved inside Skyrim, the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim, because uh, I had bought it earlier in November, just decided to, I okay, I have a craving of playing Skyrim, so I plug in the game, I start playing it. And I start playing it more. I start completing all these random quests and stuff. And uh, I started to become really addicted, and I finally finished it. Wow. Like, uh, earlier on this week. But can't you actually finish, like, the main... Are you talking about the main quest? Like, the main yeah, story? so I'm talking about the main quest, because uh, I, I really just want to go through it again, like, as, like, a different character, because I don't have very much interest in uh, completing a lot of the side quests. Hmm. Though, I know... I could just go back and easily like do a lot of the Thieves Guild or a lot of the Assassins Guild or Dark yeah. Brotherhood or whatever. But uh, but uh, yeah, my first the first character type of playthrough I decided to go as is like as a mage, you know, with uh, with the mixture of magic and stuff like fire, frost, like spark and stuff. But uh, yeah, I really had a fun time just like experimenting with what I could do, like with various like magic stuff. I you know with rune magic as well. I tested out a lot of rune magic with, uh, with just various, like, unexplainable, like, little events, you know, like, say, I would go running through, like, the various forests inside, uh, Skyrim, and I would just come across these, like, these random, like, uh, animals and stuff. It was just so comic, like, comedic, like, uh, comical and stuff, because I would go to a specific mission marker, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I'd go off to this one cave, 
and there's like about three cave bears that are like just trying to attack me, like just <laughs> just out of nowhere, right? So I'm like, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap, okay, I gotta set this one here, gotta set this one there. Crap, this one's not doing it so much damage. <laughs> then after I finally do that, I go inside the cave to try to complete this objective, and there are three more cave bears hidden inside the cave. I'm like, no! Oh man, that awful. <laughs> well, it was kind of it was kind of funny though. I was so glad that I was at to a certain experience where I could actually take care of those cave bears easily, but I just had to chip away at them. Yeah. But I think one of the most awesome parts of uh, Skyrim that I've experienced was just just the just the random chain of events that would happen, like say in the overworld. It wasn't too uncommon for me to go across, like go to a specific mission marker, and all of a sudden encounter a dragon out yeah. of nowhere. It's like, oh my gosh! It's like, okay, I'm fighting this dragon. Now I go up to the final, like little main mission marker, like the final big temple whatsoever, and I'm I beat like about two dragons in a row because they're like. So close together, it's like, oh crap! <laughs> I remember I got, I got, in a, I, I played the game. I think I played about thirty hours of the game when I played it, and um, I, th- I remember I got into a, like, I, I ran into like uh, the like a giant and a dragon fighting. Yeah. And then like I, I was like, oh, I'm just like, there's like they're killing each other, so I'm gonna run in here and kill like kill both of them. And then they just, <laughs> like I started attacking the dragon first, and like yeah. so we just started teaming up with the dragon. So I figured we team up, kill the dragon, and then I kill him, the, the giant. Well, I actually hit the giant while trying to hit the when I hit, tried to hit the dragon. I hit the giant by mistake, and so they both started attacking me, and I pretty much killed me instantly. <laughs> but I, 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 that was that was really cool about the game is though they do have a lot of just random epic moments. They don't. Yeah, they're just like that's... it's natural. It's not scripted in the game. It's just it's just ran, completely one hundred percent random. Yeah, it is completely one hundred percent random. And uh, what I ended up discovering. By uh, looking up on YouTube, I looked up on YouTube like specific like glitches, and apparently there's like the glitch inside like White Run where you can actually glitch through like the ground, of the environment, and actually walk to a specific portion <laughs> where you can go underneath like the the blacksmith's like hut or something like that. You can actually go inside and uh, open his uh, chest and like get a whole lot of his gold and his merchandise and stuff without having to pay a thing. But then if you wait two days and stuff, and uh, go and try to leap up to talk to him, because you can actually go up to a certain corner underneath him while he's working on his workbench, jump up, and then just trigger the conversation with, like, uh, pounding the X or, like, the A button in the case with the 360, and uh, reset the thing so where you can actually gain enough gold and stuff. I did that a bunch of times so I could actually have enough guilt, like, gold and stuff to actually buy my own house, so I could nice. just uh, dump off a lot of my equipment. <laughs> Because, mm-hmm. because uh, so I to have one. Not if you have a wife. Well, yeah, that too. Or husband, but uh, but yeah, the main reason why I did that is because I didn't really invest a lot inside the stamina stuff because I just randomly just went with magic, a lot of magic, and like uh, health second, stamina last, of course. So they're they're like uh, over encumbrance issues that I had where I had a bunch of freaking dragon bones and scales. Which, uh, <laughs> I didn't have any place to put, because <laughs> I had to randomly sell off a bunch of this stuff, too, yeah. which is like, oh, hey, if, you know, I could have made this dragon armor thing, but I can't move. <laughs> yeah, that was the issue, That's that was the only reason I bought the house, was I could store my crap in. But, uh, there were a couple of bugs I went through with Skyrim. I mean, when I first started playing it, which I did play through on the PS3, I started my save file... Then I spent about two hours playing it, and then all of a sudden I just couldn't save the thing, so all of my progress for those first two hours were gone. 
So I had to start up again, and I ended up playing through with, like, minimal type of glitches for, like, 48 hours. So I finished the main quest inside 48 hours, just under, like, uh, the 50-hour thing where supposedly there's this glitch that uh, makes your game run slower. If uh, I heard about that. You go over 50 hours. Yeah. But uh, that was just mostly some of the issues when Skyrim first came out, like, on the PS3 and stuff. But there was another glitch that I found where... I was beating a dragon, right? I was actually fighting a dragon. There was a giant that was actually helping me fight. The first time that happened, I actually won that fight with the dragon and stuff. And uh, <laughs> the giant just goes peacefully on his way. The second time, the giant actually got a chance to defeat the dragon before me. And all of a sudden, the dragon's just stuck right there. He's like, uh, he's dead. His soul does not get absorbed at all by me. So, uh, I just had this big old, big old dragon corpse <laughs> just not do anything. <laughs> but, uh, but other than that, I've actually had a chance to try out a little bit of Super Mario 3D World, which I've only played, like, once since I've got it. Played it for about, like, an hour and a half. I love a lot of the, 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 just the, I love a lot of the freaking, like, overworld type of stuff. Because randomly inside Mario games, especially the 2D ones... You have this, like, type of map where you just move left to right and stuff, which world you want to go through. Not the case in Super Mario 3D World. You can actually just run across, like, particular portions of the map, like, wherever you want to go. Kind of like a little exploring aspect of it. And uh, you can either go inside levels that you want to go into, or you can actually just just discover a lot of hidden coins or a lot of hidden little items and stuff and bushes and stuff like that. I like that little touch. I, yeah, my first... My first uh, playthrough, not first playthrough, but just like the first initial time I got a chance to... Yeah, my first initial impressions, thank you. Mm-hmm. My first initial impressions of it, I went through worlds one, two, and I'm on the third world right now, and I'm just having a blast playing this. I mean, I'm sure I probably would have even more fun if I had more people playing it with me, mm-hmm. but uh, I love a lot of the level designs. I love a bunch of just the creativity that went inside, like uh, solving complete like, puzzles and whatsoever. But, uh, there's just a lot of random stuff. Like, say, when you die, it's actual theme from uh, Mario 3, which I kind of <laughs> like that. <laughs> nice. And, uh, there is, like, a bunch... There's, like, a... Uh, it's more or less structured, the player selection thing, like, after Super Mario Bros. 2, which I really like that, because you have Mario, who's just a best overall character. You have Luigi, who does that little fluttering jump, who jumps higher. Then you have Toad, who's just kind of a little bit fast, but he can just uh, randomly pull items up or something just really fast. And then you have Peach, who can float for a certain duration. So there are particular levels where you can actually use like various characters to progress like in specific ways to get all the coins and stuff. Because there's still like three gold coins you got to collect in each like uh, level in order to get 100% stuff. So... My first overall impression, I really am enjoying this. This is better than what I've played for New Super Mario Bros. U, which I beat earlier on this year. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been playing for that portion. But the last yeah. thing I've been playing... Well, wait, well, before we start cut you off there, but before we go in there, I actually I wanted to talk about that too. Okay. Uh, Super Mario 3D World. I, um, I, the people that listen to the show know I don't have a Wii U, but uh, a friend of mine does, so I went over to his house. Yeah, and we we both uh, we played Super Mario 3D World together, and I'm with you. I, I only got to play it for maybe an hour or so, but uh, what I played of it, I I really enjoyed. Um, I, I'm not much to jump. I mean, pretty much I agree with everything you say. Um, 
great game. If you play, I, I really enjoy the 3DS version of it. 3D, uh, 3D Land. Oh yeah, Super Mario 3D Land. Yeah, yeah. that's an excellent game. This feels like more of the same, which is a well, not negative. It's a great thing. I, I mean, it's it, but yeah, it's, it's on the platform, so it's bigger. Uh, four players, which is works a lot better in the 3D world than it did yes, in it does. Um, the new Super Mario Brothers games, which I thought was hectic and it's just I always had we had issues where people were like some one person there be four of us playing but one person got like three of the freaking mushrooms so you, you only got one person that's big and everybody else is still small because they have like just issues right. people jump bumping into each other because it's just 2D and this one it's 3D so you got you know you got whole bigger areas so it's a lot easier right. to move around in you're not bumping into each other um, I actually did play this one I think on like episode one or two I discussed. I went to the Nintendo uh, event. Yes, you in did. Town, and I played. I played. I wanted to play a level of. Um, it was actually. I've actually replayed that level again um, with my friend. And I. Th- I was a little concerned about the game when I was playing it because it, when I was playing, I, I played with. I played with two random strangers, and me and my buddy did, and it felt more like a race than it was. Yeah. A, um, than it was a game. Like it just felt like we were running through. It. We couldn't enjoy the level or do right. anything. It was just we just ran through it. And that concerned me, but until we, we played together, just uh, me, uh, my buddy Justin, my buddy Alex, we just three of us played through it. And then we went at our own pace, we worked together, um, he, you know, my buddy Justin, he actually beat the game already. Like, oh, I like, Less than wow. a week, I think, or like about a week he beat the game. And uh, he gets really crazy that. about games. Um, but um, he uh, but he kind of showed us what to do as we were going through the game, and it was, I really enjoyed that game. And all it does is cement the fact that I'm going to get a Wii U eventually. Oh yeah, I mean, if you really want to get a Wii U and stuff, now is the most ideal time to do so because, you know what, people can go out and just buy their Xbox Ones, their PS4s and stuff. I mean, yeah, there's a bunch of games that would appeal to, you know, those particular gamers' interests and stuff. But if you're looking for, like, particular type of games that uh, are more, you know, suitable for right now and stuff, yeah. by all means, pick up a 3DS, pick up a freaking Wii U because there's a whole lot of, like, uh, actual quality gameplay you can get out of both of those systems. Like, uh, with the Super Mario, like, uh, 3D World right now for the Wii U, it's a lot of excellent content. I think my only, the only type of gripe that I actually have with the game itself is there is no type of, like, online multiplayer type with it, which, you know what, it could have been, it could have had, like, uh, that type of uh, option available, though, but, uh, you know, no Nintendo and stuff, they like a lot of the multiplayer things being, like, co-op and stuff like that. That's so. That is about. That was a complaint on the original Wii was the fact they don't have the online. I mean, you got you've got the friend the friend system down now. You got a friends list. You yeah. Got, you got the store. It's more. It's it's a lot easier to go through it. Even though it's not as good as the 360 as far as like the online experiences or the PS3. Yeah. It's like there is no excuse at this point not to have it. I agree with you. I can't but... think of one good reason not not to have at least the option to do online gameplay. But to its credit, you know, Super Mario 3D World, it's a it's a very solid game, and it feels a lot more fresh than, say, Super Mario, like, uh, Super Mario Brothers U, or something like that, that yeah, uh, Super Mario launched, yeah, that launched along with the Wii U, like, around a year ago, yeah. which really surprises the hell out of me, that it's already a year inside the Wii U's life cycle. Yeah, well uh, over a year now, I believe, because I think yeah. it came out uh, a year ago, like, two Sundays ago. Yeah, yeah, it's Sunday it's really hard to believe. Yeah, because I've had that console now since launch day, and uh, the only random games I've actually played on it are like you know Super Mario Brothers U plus a uh, little bit of Wind Waker, and now a little bit of Super Mario Brothers like, uh, well, what was it Super Mario 3D Land actually? Yeah. But 
yeah, that's definitely a Christmas list type of game. Yeah, definitely. but there, but there is one last game I did want to talk about though, which I was really obsessed with, like for most part of this week. Persona Four Arena for the PS3, 360, whatever type of console the thing's on. I am a big fan of Persona Four, Persona Four Golden in particular, because when I had my Vita. I played that game for like about 96 hours, and I really enjoyed a lot of the story, a lot of the gameplay elements. And uh, when I picked up Persona 4 Arena, like earlier on, I think it was this year, I hardly played like an hour and a half or something into it, because I just went through a lot of the introductory basic stuff. But after I finished Skyrim, I just decided that I wanted to play something just off the wall, so since I had a craving to play Persona, I went and I got the game, put it inside my system, started playing it. And uh, I tried out its story mode, and a lot of Persona 4 Arena, for those who don't know, Persona 4 Arena is actually like a fighting game. It's like a fighting game in the style of, uh, say, Guilty Gear, and like uh, kind of Blaze Blue, sort of, only just replace those type of content characters with uh, characters from uh, Persona 4. So, this story mode, this story mode's like, like separated through like all the various characters, all except for like a character like Elizabeth, I think it is, where... You go through each individual, like, little story mode. They give little brief glimpses and sort of, like, compiles together, like, uh, like some sort of, like, big old, like, a hodgepodge of things. One character will have this story arc. The other character will have that story arc. It's, it's a lot of story thing you have to absorb inside this fighting game. But the good part about it is if you enjoy Persona 4 a lot, that RPG, the story of it, you will more than likely enjoy Persona 4 Arena because it just covers a lot of uh, the various events that happened like after like uh, the conclusion of Persona 4, which this game only takes place like about two months after the events of that game. So as far as a fighting game goes, it's very it's kind of basic to a specific like extent, but it's very easy to just chain together combos. I mean, I was just mashing like the the square button, and I was just pulling off like this basic like. Uh, just basic, like, chain combos and stuff into, like, a super, pretty much. But, uh, I think the best part is a lot of the characters are really interesting in terms of, like, uh, experimenting with. Like, you got your tank characters, you got your, like, range characters, like, close melee fighters and stuff like that. And you have your best all-around stuff, but I think this game, because it's made by, like, Arc, like, Arc-wise or something like that, Arc-wise, but... It's the same developer for, like, Gear, Guilty Gear and stuff. Because of that, it has a lot of quality, like, fighting game mechanics. And it's it can be very competitive stuff. I have not tried the online portion of it, though. But I was so obsessed with this game this week that I actually went through and finished, like, about like 71% of the story. <laughs> and I actually beat it, like, a few nights ago. Wow. And let me tell you, it's it was such an experience. I really enjoyed that fighting game. I loved it even more so than uh, playing through the story mode of Tekken 6, which, oh my god, that ugh, I just have nightmares about playing Tekken 6 to completion on the 360 when I had it, because the story mode was absolutely atrocious, but uh, the fighting mechanics were still good. I would say maybe think it's even better in terms of like the arcade like story things inside Street Fighter 4, but... Uh, but then again, you know, it all depends upon whether or not you actually enjoy, like you know, Street Fighter 4-like characters and their various franchises and stuff. But, overall, 
Persona 4 Arena, if you love Persona 4, that franchise, and you love fighting games, this is an excellent game to pick up. Very nice. <laughs> and it was like for sale for like about 15 bucks last week off of PSN, too. Nice. Since it is right up to about 30 bucks now. So that's all I've been playing. <laughs> that's all. Um, <laughs> but, uh, well, I mean, I'm going to one-up you here, because I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games to talk about. All right, uh, just go ahead. I already talked about one, so eight now. I'll make them all very quick, or I'll tell okay. you we're 20 minutes in, haven't even got to the topics yet. Um, but uh, I did finish Assassin's Creed 4 uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, this is kind of final touches on that one. This game is fantastic. This is one of the best games. I wish we did do this Game of the Generation podcast for like another six months to a year. <laughs> this might have been like, this, is, this one is by far... I like... I like being in Italy more. Okay. But I, I think they do a better job of the assassination elements and just doing all the side stuff in the game is so much more fun in Assassin's Creed Four than two. Okay. You just you, you go around, you could go and dive for buried treasure. Um, right. Attacking random ships is just addicting as all hell. Um, yeah. I would spend hours just going around and attacking random ships. Like, compare, like, uh, game-wise, which which one would you think would be, uh, you know, it's, like, the better game and stuff like that, in your opinion? Um, is Assassin's Creed 4, like, uh, better than Assassin's Creed 2? Uh, as far as being an assassin and, like, doing, like, being, like, just kind of, like, like stalking the enemy and just killing them, and just the whole build-up to that, I think Assassin's Creed 2 is much better as far as being an assassin goes. Because this one, okay. Edward is the main character, and he's never really... I don't want to go to spoilers, but he's never really an assassin. He's not an assassin. He's not a Templar. He's just kind of neutral. He's just in it for right. himself uh, to get – he wants his money. And that's kind of cool. It's cool in that aspect, but it's kind of disappointing in others. He's, he's just all about getting what he wants. So it's not all about – it's not unfortunately like – yeah, he does some assassination stuff, but it's few and far between. Where like you do have to kill so – you probably you do kill like probably – I think there's, there's like the normal thing. You kill one main enemy – Mm-hmm. Uh, every chapter, but it's it's not it's not being the assassin all the time. And sometimes it's a good thing, but there is some uh, there is it seems like there's more missions where you gotta follow the guy, which is awful. I hate every single one of those missions because it's just, it's just boring as all hell. Because all you do is you just follow this guy, nothing's happening, nothing's happening, nothing's happening, and then like. Right. You get then like he finally he, like he just he's kind of like following him. He just don't make sure he turns around every few minutes. He makes sure no one's following him, and then like he, he just hide and he just follow and nothing's happening. And then he get, finally gets to the part where like he gets to you go into a cutscene and like he talks to he talks to this guy and you figure right. out what's going on. Like you gotta find where somebody is or something's hidden, and he hears what that person knows where it is, and then oh, okay, so it's here and that's the end of the mission. Sometimes there's more to it, but that's kind of in those games. Those parts are just awful. Um, it seems like there's more of them in this game than others, but what well, is like just the missions that just lead to nowhere, pretty yeah, much. No, no, not really. They lead to nowhere, but the missions just kind of seem pointless. It's like why uh, do I gotta follow the guy for five minutes when it, like it literally nothing happens in these five minutes. Oh, and I it's see. It's just like I'm just following this guy and making sure he, when he turns around every thirty seconds, he doesn't see me. And it's, uh. so it's, it's boring. Um, <laughs> so. That's like that's nitpicking. It's in every single one of those games. Um, but what's overall? But I would, what? Go ahead. Sorry about that. So, what are like the best parts of this game then? Um, I would say the, the ship battles are by far the best part of the games. Um, just doing the side stuff. Uh, just you know, find like 
find the treasure. Building like building, making my ship, building up and upgrading it is hmm. really addicting for some reason to me. <laughs> uh, they did take some Far Cry Three elements where you can like hunt, um, and like if you kill Ooh. bunnies and stuff like kill certain animals, you can use it to craft and make like give yourself better armor or better. Oh, um, that sounds good. You can carry more <laughs> you can carry more um, arrows. You have certain arrows like that put enemies to sleep. Certain ones that can go berserk and all. Oh, I see. Yeah, you can shoot like you can shoot an enemy with this dart. It's not an arrow; it's a dart. You shoot. The, it's called berserk dart. You shoot the arrow. You shoot the the dart and hits enemy. He goes berserk and he starts attacking other enemies. Ah. And like they'll kill each other or they'll distract them. You can just run by them and stuff like that. Um. So those are probably some of the standout ones. Uh, the story is great. Um. Everything like that. I. I like I said before though. I hope this isn't becoming the new thing where it sticks with the pirate thing. I'm fine with it for a game or two. But I think it would be best in the best interest of Assassin's Creed. And I think this is what they're doing. They, they've shown so far they're doing it. They're not going right. to stick with one area for too long. They're going to make a game or two out of it. They're going to go on the next one. And if they do that, that's great. I hope they do that. I really enjoyed this game, but I don't want to be a normal thing. Um, okay. Jumping on to uh, game three of seven, or three of nine I played. Um, I, I did, I rented, I talked about a few weeks ago, Batman Arkham Origins. Okay. Um, I rented it. I didn't buy it. And I'm glad I did. Um, it seems like it's more of the same, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it's just like, there's no, you're in the same town that you're, you're in Arkham, um, right. it's like 15 years earlier or whatever. It's kind of the story of how, how Batman meets Joker. Um, okay. And that's interesting, but it just, as far as the gameplay portion, it's like, you have to like fly, I like guess the open world part is not very fun to me in this part where like, it's just. Every like, everything is you can you can fast travel eventually, but getting but it's kind of like a Skyrim where you have to go to the place first before you can fast travel to it. Oh yeah, and yeah, that it's whole. It's just extremely boring. Going from like it, you just because he glide he doesn't fly he glides, and like you can like you just gotta glide for like five minutes to get to the next. You can bump into random enemies here and there and fight them, but that half time is pointless. That um, sounds like a whole lot of like Arkham City that I had to experience too. Yeah, because and, that's that's exactly kind of what you're suggesting. Like uh, what I my experience that I went through with Arkham City because I'd be gliding from like to and from building the building, going through facing like uh, random thugs and stuff, taking them out, just uh, going forward to like the next objective and stuff. That the Arkham Origins that you're describing to me kind of sounds like more of the same from Arkham City, only like. Uh, you know, same combat, different story, but uh, same type of environments. This overused of like uh, the previous game. Yeah, and this one is even worse in the aspect of like, even though the combat is fun. Yeah. Um, it feels like they just throw more enemies at you to, to just, like to kind of pad out the game to make it longer. Right. I know the story is only like six hours, and I, I played. I think I played the first. I think I got probably I'd say a third of the way into it, and okay. I think I spent like I don't know like. 80 percent of that time fighting, just like really, going, it was like it literally like it was like room, there's like room to room. All right, fight these guys. All right, go to the next room, fight these guys. It was kind of like that in Arkham. City. Really, it was like that in Most... Arkham City and in Asylum, but it just felt like it was more of throwing bad guys at you. Well, you know what, you know, in Arkham, in Arkham Asylum, like uh, at least it had a lot of balanced variety. Okay, yeah, you had your fighting, but then you had your stealth sections where you can go yeah. and just randomly take out thugs, just oh, scare the crap they're out they're of them. They're there. But... It's, it's. I mean, they still have them, um, and but it just feels like there's more. Like there's more. Like it's not as much as far as what I played. I don't want to like the, the game might get better later, but yeah. it just feels like there's more. Like you're thrown at these combat parts. 
Um, I did actually, um, I can't recommend this game as a buy. It's just, I would say maybe rent it. If there's nothing big out right now and you like the other two, right. check rent it. I actually got it for free on Steam from a friend. Oh, um, that's so right. So if you can get it that way, I highly recommend it. Um, so I'm going to probably play I'm eventually here soon. i got some other games I'm playing. Um, it might be one of those games where I just pick it up and play it on Steam here eventually. Maybe we'll during a lull period. Like, this, like if it's something, nothing's coming out in spring or summer, uh, which doesn't look like it'll be the case, I might pick it up again. So uh, going on to my next game here, uh, Killzone. I did. I picked up for some reason the Killzone uh, trilogy. Oh, okay. Um, I traded in. I traded in some games and um, last weekend, and I was like, should I get Zelda for 3DS or should I pick up the Killzone trilogy? And I figured, well, I'm getting PS4 here eventually. So I might, okay. as well, I might as well beat the first three. No, I know the story, so I might play Killzone. Oh, I see. Um, <laughs> so I could have got Killzone two and three for like ten bucks used at a GameStop because I have like the membership and everything there where I get discounts. But new, no, I wanted, I decided to get the Killzone trilogy, um, which was twenty dollars, and came with That's Killzone HD. So I could have got Killzone two and three, which are PS3 games, for ten dollars, but I paid. $10 for the Killzone HD, which is a PS2 game. Anyways, math aside, um, I played Killzone HD for about two hours. That game fucking sucks. <laughs> um, I played Killzone 2 for... I, I, think I, beat, I think I finished about half the game. I, got, I think there's like ten levels, and I was like, I think I finished four or five of them. So about halfway. Um, it feels like a very mediocre shooter. Like, nothing stands out about being great. It feels like PS3's version of Gears of War. Uh, but first person shooter, uh, which is I like Gears, Gears of War, but I like I, I like being I like third person more than first person as far as shooting goes. Right. Um, so I'm kind of I'm really upset now because I could have just got freaking Zelda. I got Zelda <laughs> in my hands right now. Um, but no, I went ahead about that. Um, so I'm kind of pissy about that. Overall, I mean, there's nothing bad about the games. I just there's nothing that stands. There's nothing thing. Nothing, nothing that stands out about Killzone Two. That it's just a mediocre shooter. There's nothing bad about it, nothing good about it. There's nothing they they do differently than anybody else. It's just your just a shooter. Um, well, yeah, well that's pretty much what the thing. What uh, Killzone originally when it came out for the PS2, that's what they were trying to tote it as is a Halo killer. Pretty yeah, much. that's what it was. That was the code name it was Halo Killer, and it it's, it felt like a felt like Call of Duty Two, but with, with uh, aliens <laughs> or whatever the hell they are. Um, and boring, repetitive gameplay instead of something that was just uh, logical, you know. <laughs> yeah. So and like Killzone Two, it's Killzone Two is a better, is a much better improvement. I mean, albeit they had four years and a new console with more power to make it. Um, Killzone Two is a lot better, um, but like I said, nothing stands out to make this game like great. Um, but when I was over at my friend's house, who has the Wii U, also has the PS4. He went out and bought that launch. Huh. So I went over and when we after we played some Wii U, we played the Wii U for a little bit. Um, he let me play Killzone Shadowfall. I played the, I think I played a chapter, a chapter and a half. Um, yeah. It's How just, is that? It, it's Killzone Two, but a lot prettier. It's a it's it's really 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 pretty, but okay. it's just a generic shooter. Nothing, oh, that's if you, if you just love playing first person shooter games, you're gonna love it because it's really really pretty, but it's nothing that really stands out about it. Um, I. Um, that's what I would say about Killzone. For that there's, I, there's that game doesn't deserve any more of time. Um, but the game, this, this, oh my god, I want a PS4 so bad from this game. <laughs> Fucking Resogun, or Rezo, whatever it's called, Resogun. Resogun, yeah, you're up. Whatever, it is amazing. 
Okay, for, so it's like Geometry Wars, um, and those of you who don't know what Geometry Wars oh, is, yeah. it's a it's a twin stick shooter. Um, it's the flat background, and you got all these um, weird shapes coming at you. And it's got the um, like kind of what kind of what, what's the lighting on that? I can't think of the word. Oh, it's like, like oh, I man, I'm having a blank right here. Strobe light, <laughs> like it's a strobe light. It's not. It's a weird. It's a lighting effect, and it's really cool. Uh, it's just a, you, know, you use, use a left stick to move around, you use the right stick to shoot, and like they point the direction you move the right stick is the direction that you shoot. And you've got all these weird shapes coming at you, you just gotta shoot and survive as long as you can. Um, oh, okay. And, and that's and geometry wars. That's what's like. It's just it, it's a flat background. You're just in, you're just in a rectangle, you know. And and but in Resogun, uh, it's much prettier, and it's actually circular. So it goes around. It's a whole circle, and like there's like the effects are amazing. Um, you can actually you can see the other side of the, like you just go around and around, and you can see the other side. You can see the enemies coming from me left and right. And I right. played one game for like an hour, like <laughs> over an hour, and I'm probably never gonna do it again. <laughs> I, I got my buddy a bunch of trophies, and I probably I'm probably gonna I got him a high score that I probably will never beat. It's just one of those things. It's just one of those games where I was oh, in the game, like. That's what I love about these geometry wars. It's just like I'm not very good at it, but there's some of those times where you just get you just get hot playing yep, the game. Yeah, yeah. Just everything's flowing right. You're just killing everything. You're untouchable. And I had that moment playing that. And when you have that moment playing like in geometry wars, <laughs> in other games too, but more in these kind of these like Galaga and, and the quick play geometry type of games, wars. pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. When you have that, when you're in that zone, it just it is. You just feel amazing. And maybe it was just maybe that's why I love this game so much because I, I got into that zone while playing this game, but I literally played it for like I was at my buddy's house, him sitting there watching me, played his PS4 for over an hour one game. <laughs> and, that is crazy. And I I don't know I, as far as I can tell he was having a lot of fun just like he was just amazed by how by how well I was doing which I probably if 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 you looked on the leaderboards I'm probably awful. But I had just an <laughs> epic game of Resogun, and that game is absolutely amazing. If you like geometry at all and you're interested in getting a PS4, it's kind of hard to suggest buying a PS4 for a $15 PSN title. Or free if you have PlayStation or Plus. Or free, but... but it's kind of ridiculous. It's kind of silly to be like, hey, this is the game to get if you have a PS4. Like, Very true. Over any game out there right now, over Battlefield 4, over Assassin's Creed 4, over freaking Kill Zone Shadowfall, Injustice, whatever. This is the game I want. And maybe I'm, I'm, I'm putting it over Battlefield and Assassin's Creed 4 because I can actually play them right now on my, my consoles I have. But if but you know, getting if I was getting a PS4 and I hadn't played any of these games, I mean that is game that game is amazing. That would be okay, the, so so would you say this is like the first great experience on the PS4? Yes. Yes, it is. Like that is a system seller to me, anyways. Maybe this is a very small market that will call them a system seller. That to me, that fifteen dollar freaking game that came for free with the console is amazing. Hmm. Yes. So. Yes, hmm. play that game. <laughs> if you if you have a friend that has a PS4 or a neighbor that has a PS4, break into their house and play Resogun. Amazing. <laughs> don't, but don't when you get caught by the cops, don't tell them I told you to do that. Well, that sounds very exciting and stuff. I mean, I remember, like, uh, having a hell of a time playing Geometry Wars 2 because, you know, I would be addicted because I would get in those same type of hot streaks. And yeah. from what you're describing to me, it just seems like a lot of uh, a lot of what made Geometry Wars 2 pretty addicting, but at the same time made it a lot of fun because you were trying to beat people's high scores. Yeah. You're trying to... Uh, you always hit the highest, next highest score in the, yeah. the top right corner. 
you're like, oh my god, I'm almost there. Oh, this kind of kept you going. <laughs> that game's amazing. Oh my god. Okay, and finally down to my last two. Um, I've already talked about these a while ago, but uh, like I didn't have internet for like two weeks, which sucks. I was on vacation. Right. So, um, but I, well, what happened? I couldn't watch Doctor Who, so I had to find something to do. So yep. I, I picked up Pokemon X and Luigi's Mansion again. Okay. And I just want—I mean, I'll make this quick because we've talked about these games. I've, I've talked about Pokemon X. We've talked about Pokemon quite a bit. Yeah. But I, I beat Pokemon X finally. Okay. Um, that game is fantastic. Yes, it is. Um, the 3D, the, the that game, the 3D effects in that game, like there's like there's like a couple of scenes where it's like actually anime, and it, it yeah. is gorgeous. For I mean, it's not like PS4 graphics, but for the what it's trying to show you with that style, with the with the cartoon style, excuse me, is just absolutely amazing. Um, it was really cool. I thought my only complaints with it is I actually beat the Elite Four and the Pokemon Champion. Or Master, whatever you want to call them, um, without losing a single Pokemon. Yeah, that that actually does happen if, uh, say, you have the experience share on, plus uh, you, like, grinded your team to a certain extent to where you were actually, like, say, in my case and scenario, I was, like, about five or ten levels above, like, uh, the actual lead four and the champion. Yeah. Me too. But I tell you, but I tell you what, if you want an actual challenge, go back again to the elite four and the champion because they're they're gonna have. Like, a couple new Pokemon, plus their levels are going to be up over just, like, through the 70s, the 80s, and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you can go back and play them again after you've already beat them? Yes, you can. That's pretty cool. That's cool. Because that, that was my only complaint, because, like, they unlocked, like, a new island or something. Yeah. I don't know what to do on it. Well, that's the thing. You're probably going to have to check out a little bit of Cerebi.net and stuff just to try out. Because the after game, I don't really want to go into detail about the after game, but it just involves you having to search around, like, for clues and stuff for this one particular person. Okay. Because that, that that's the one I want to play, really. You get Mewtwo, like, you can you can go to Mewtwo, and that's, like, takes 30 yeah. seconds to get that. And that's cool. But, I mean, there's not really the, the end. There's, like, no end game. But, I mean, it's hard to play because I didn't do a lot. I mean, we spent five hours grinding in total. Right. I mean, I, I didn't really do I mean, if you call grinding, I, I beat every Pokemon trainer in the entire game. Grinding, I did that. Right. And um, I I still flew through the game. I, I was kind of like you. I don't think I was ten levels higher, but I was about seven or eight levels higher than probably the, my strongest Pokemon was probably seven or eight levels higher than their <laughs> strongest Pokemon. Um, but yeah, like but overall the game is fantastic. Um, I I I wish to do an expansion. I know they won't. They probably see Pokemon Z next year, <laughs> which would be upset. I mean, just the same thing with some or sequels. Different. <laughs> yeah, but I would be fine. If they did an expansion or made a sequel, I'd be okay with that. That game was awesome. I'd love to, if the, to do more of that. Not Pokemon Z, but if we got another generation or an expansion, maybe like you could take your Pokemon into a, a different region. Like I said before, for like 30 bucks, say, hey, you can go in this region now and battle their Pokemon trainers and their Elite Four. I'd love to do that. So I'm hoping that happens. Doubt it, but anyways, um, I, I picked up Luigi's Mansion again. Um, not much saying that. Still loving that game. I'm pretty much falling back in love with that. I'm trying to. My goal was like just do a level every day. Um, and, right. Because that's probably the best way for me to do it. Um, that's definitely a game I really want to get back to too. Luigi's Mansion. Yeah, just it, been really focused on other stuff. <laughs> and my, my complaint at the beginning when I when I started playing it, it was that the fact was it was I hated the fact that it was just a level. You go back into the same mansion over and over again. Or like, well, you do it six times. Each there's like I think five different mansions. Yeah, five different places you go to, 
and each one has their six levels, and you just keep going. It's like a Metroid where you keep going to the same place. And yeah. I, I, initially, that bugged me because every time you go into like level one, go get the key to this door. Level two, go through that door and do this. Level three, go back, go you know, you get a little farther and further into the into the mansion or whatever room, whatever building you're in. And it was just like each one was anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes. And that fucked me at first. I'm like, oh, I like the Luigi's Mansion on the GameCube where it was just one open world. But I think for a handheld, this is perfect. Because yes, it is. In handhelds, I mean, yeah, yeah, we'll play. I mean, there's some games where you'll play them. Certain people will play them four or five straight hours. I will do the same thing. But it's nice, like, it's fun, like, when I'm just like, oh, I got 30 minutes to kill. I'll pick it up, play a level, put it down. And, that, yep. and that's perfect for that. Um, so I... I wanted. I'm just kind of me, just kind of rebutting, or just kind of uh, taking back what I said about that. That is a complaint. That's actually a positive in that aspect. Is I like the level, uh, the fact that it's not just one open world. It's just a level. You can play it 15, 20 minutes, put it down. It's all. It's great. Okay. Um, we are like 40 minutes in, and we haven't even stopped <laughs> the topics. And we're and there's only two of us. We talked. We talked to Knuckles before the show started, and he's like, "We'll just do like a 40 minute show. We'll just have a show out this week." And we're gonna have like a freaking regular episode without without him being so mad. He's gonna be so mad at us. Uh, well, you know what? For a suggestion, why don't we just do like half the topics on our list here? Okay, then we'll just save them for the next week. Like, I might have overdone it, people, with the topics this week. There's like twenty. Um, I got a little <laughs> crazy. I, I went a little crazy um, the last couple of days putting in topics. So let's not do half. That's still like another yeah. two hours of recording. We can just pick up a couple here. Um, we'll do. There's certain ones I wanted uh, that I thought I, I, when I put them on there, I had knuckles in mind to discuss them with. Um, but we can just jump into because um, we don't have a smooth segue here. Um, we can talk about something we, we we were talking about just a little bit ago though with the Super Mario 3D World in Japan. Um, it is doing the sales are not good at all. Um, in Japan, it mm. sold 99,600 copies in its first week. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually pretty surprisingly low for a new Mario title. Plus, uh, if you actually look upon certain sales for other regions and stuff, games like say like Knack for the PS4, that the like the launch title, one of the launch titles for the PS4, actually have a little bit more higher sales than Super Mario 3D World. Which, to that extent, it's just it's just really kind of surprising. But uh, the same extent, I'm just wondering exactly why it's not selling as good inside of its homeland. You know. Yeah, I'm curious about the same thing. Um, I, I don't know. Like, it did, it, it did give it a little bump in the uh, in the sales of the console. Uh, yeah. I know uh, the week before the the game came out, it sold the, the Wii U sold. They sold sixteen thousand Wii U's that week, which is still not very good. No. But um, then the week that the game came out, they sold twenty one thousand. So five thousand up, uh, five thousand console upgrade, which is a decent upgrade. Um. But I, I don't I can't I don't fully understand. I'm just kind of concerned that I mean this is like their big game of the year and it's probably one of the best games actually of the year and it's just the, the console is just not selling and I well don't... you know you know what probably could be like playing a part of that is because of the oversaturation too of Mario for the past couple of years too I mean I mean yeah Mario's a big seller obviously yeah. and Super Mario 3D World is a big title it's a great game. But uh, people are getting fatigued, I think, because Mario is getting that sort of a yearly type of release now. Yeah. Like, new sometimes major Mario twice, game. Sometimes twice a year, yeah. And yeah, since, like, around, what, 2007 or so? Or, like, 2008, I'm not too sure. Yeah, I mean, really, since the when, when the Wii started dropping off, I think, when it wasn't, the like, out just blowing everybody away, they started, and the, the, the third-party guys started dropping off, they started relying more and more on their first-party games. 
And yeah. I think they they relied way too much on Mario, and they really burnt it out. Maybe in the you know with the D, the DS games are different, but just I think they maybe just released too many first party Nintendo games with Mario as like the lead guy in it, and with you know just Mario overall. I think then they had we've had what is this the third Mario game on on the Wii U already in the first year? No, this is this is actually just the second Mario game up on the Wii U oh, like we in the, the past year. We had the Luigi, the Lu- new Luigi U, I guess, so. Yeah, that's DLC content yeah, technically for like true. the Super so, Mario Brothers. Yeah, U. so we've had two in the first year. Um, I mean, this is a great game, but I think I think there is I think you have a point there where they just where they just thrown out too many Mario on too many things. I mean, we got stupid uh, Olympic Mario versus Sonic games now. <laughs> they just throw Mario on everything and hope it sells. Well, you know what? For perspective, also, it's like, uh, yeah, the first week of the game, though, but let's also count, like, the holiday season as well. I mean, we got Christmas that's coming up, as like, uh, in the better part, too, and I know for a fact that there are probably going to be more parents that are probably looking towards, like, getting a, either a 2DS for their kid or a Wii U for, like, Mario 3D World. Because let's not forget, though, that there was actually another type of uh, a special handheld that was actually announced during this week, and actually a particular bundle, if I could just mention very quickly here, where they're actually going to be selling Pokemon X or Y with a 2DS for about $150. Yeah, see, <laughs> that's a great deal, because $20. And on Black Friday, this makes me very upset, they had a 3DS XL with Zelda for 180 bucks. Hundred eighty bucks. Yeah. So it, so a three DS XL is two hundred dollars alone. The game is forty dollars. So for you got for you you got the console for cheaper with a game with it, a brand new game. Gosh. And it was you know a what? Zelda one. It, my buddy bought it. The buddy that bought that has the Wii U and PS4 got that. <laughs> I hate him right now. He listens to the show. I hate you, Justin. <laughs> you know it's funny. It was selling for about one hundred eighty dollars for you. I check in my local Walmart. That thing's like over two hundred twelve bucks. You know, it's not like bad, but no, I, I, it's not. Yeah, I, I, I would, agree with you. I, would, I would happily pay the two hundred twenty. If, if so I knew would this, I. If I knew this was coming out, I would have just waited on my three DS until now. <laughs> Honestly, I probably would have just waited. Well, but, hell, you bought it. You bought it because you wanted to play such great games and stuff, yeah. right there. So no, it's, I, don't, I don't regret my purchase. Not a total loss. <laughs> I, don't, I don't regret my purchase. But I really want that freaking three DS. I think it's gorgeous. It's a, it's, a, it's gold with a Triforce on it. Yeah. Beautiful. I know. Incredible. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know, people have been talking, again, every time this happens, every few months, it seems like we have this talk about how, um, how the Wii U is failing, and if Nintendo should, should just ditch it now, and maybe go on to the next thing, or just go on to making games, maybe just focus on handhelds, and, I don't know about you, but I think they, if they dropped it, say say at E3 this at 2014 E3, if they came out and said, "All right, we're dropping the Wii U. We're going with the new console comes out next March 2015." The people mm. that the people that have a Wii U right now are like love, not all of them, but a lot of them are like the hardcore Nintendo people, the people that love Nintendo and their games. Yeah. And if they did that, that's basically I understand it's losing money and you can't, you're not gonna you're not gonna have a successful business to you know take care of the people that you know that love you. You got you got to go for the mass market. You got to make you got to make money. You're not in it for not in it for love. You're in it for money. And, right. But you're, it's a basically a slap in the face to those people. I think. Whereas people that mm. the people that love that believed in your console, believe in you. That and I'm not trying to distant on that because I mean this is just me guessing here. I'm just throwing it out there hypothetically. If they if they decide to ditch it, 
that a year and a half bid, you're ditching the console that these people have invested three hundred fifty dollars in, four hundred dollars in. Yeah. And you know, I, I don't think they can do that. I, I think, I mean, first off, you can't ditch a console a year or two in. I think. Um, I know. I think Sega did the Dreamcast, but Sega did that only because of like uh, discontinued support by EA Sports plus like. Uh... Various retailers wouldn't stock their console too, yeah. like say like Kmart and stuff. But that's like a different type of situation. Say yeah, what Nintendo's I mean, going through right Nintendo's now. Nintendo's had the same issue with third party, but they've had that for like 15 years, so this is nothing new True. to them. Um, but I, I think that I mean the new Zelda is is coming soon. I think next winter uh, they're going to say something at E3. To, this E3, I guarantee they've already actually said it. They will say have big news about Zelda at E3. Uh, yeah. So I think I, I'm thinking it comes out in. Holiday season next year, 2014, or March, April of uh, 2015, and I say if by then that gives you two and a half, three years at that point, the console's been out. If by then you're not gaining traction, it's not getting better, the sales are increasing, then I think you can realistically and everybody understand it of you dropping the console. Well, you know what, Tyler? I look at it through this perspective. The first year of a respective console's launch sometimes can be probably one of the more absolute, like, kind of worst in terms of, like, uh, say, games, what build up and whatsoever. I mean, it happened with the PS3, happened with the 360. It happened, with every, it happened to a certain extent. Game. To any type of launch game and stuff. With the Wii U, it's harder, especially since they had a year start between, like, the mm-hmm. Xbox One and the PS4. But Nintendo, I don't see them dropping the Wii U anytime soon. Only no. because they are very stubborn of a company and they're going to go and ride their console until it goes right into the ground like they did with the Wii. Yeah. But uh, the thing is, with this year, with 2014 in general, look at how many games they bumped inside like the early part of 2014. They got like Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze with releases like in February. They got new Smash Brothers. I think it was either in March or like in April, whatever. And it's like, yeah, Mario Kart 8. And then you have Bayonetta 2, which you haven't we haven't heard very much of. We've seen gameplay footage of. Yeah, but, that's uh, all we've gotten, though. That's all we've pretty much gotten, though. But then, you know what? There's just that unpredictability. We haven't heard a lot about this uh, game by Monolith Soft X, which is supposed to be, which looks like his successor to Xenoblade, Xenoblade Chronicles for the Wii. But it's just, I don't think that uh, people should really, like, discount the Wii U just because it just has doesn't have, like, a good first year in terms of yeah. sales and stuff. But uh, in terms of, say, at the moment, what you want to play or what is going to be on the horizon, it looks very appealing to both hardcore gamers and anybody else that's just uh, casual Joe or something like that. But what I have to what I have to say, what Nintendo has to improve upon, really, the extent is pretty much like advertising for the Wii U console itself. I mean, there's there's still a lots of people, even though Nintendo admits some of the company company admits itself that. Uh, People know the difference between a Wii and Wii U. That's absolute bullshit, because I am constantly coming into contact with people either inside GameStop or inside a Walmart, and they still don't know. Even my own parents, it's like, okay, what's the difference between a Wii U and a Wii? Yeah, it's just like when the console came out, nobody like nobody knew it was coming out. Like, I mean, the, the hardcore fans knew about it, but as far as like the general public... I don't think most of them even knew what was coming out or knew what it was or not. When they when they first what do you when they showed it to us at E3, we didn't know much about. But the E3 before it came out, six months before it came out, we didn't know much. We just knew it had an iPad thing on it. Yeah, they, they pretty kind, much knew that a game. They didn't, pad, they didn't yeah. really tell us much about the console until like we didn't know much if anything about the console besides the iPad thing until the console came out. And we got their hands on it, 
And like, then, yeah. it was just like, they left it like a mystery. Like maybe people were like, Ooh, what is it? We'll have to buy it and find out. It, it, <laughs> it was just like, there's just kind of, I think it was just uh, a poor, of av- bad advertisement, not explaining what your product is. And I mean, just not explaining the difference between the Wii and the Wii U. People like, like I said, we've said before, it's just, people think it's just the, it's just a, a, a game pad for your Wii. And well, I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to hate on Nintendo. I love Nintendo. I am still at heart. Nintendo fanboy. I want Nintendo to be around forever <laughs> making consoles. And I, I love their games. Um, it's crazy because you think about it, like, most, like, we were, like you were saying, like, pretty much every console that launches has a terrible lineup at the beginning. Yeah. It's just it's just games from last generation, and the first six months of games, there's nothing to play. You look at the PS4, I can probably go six to eight months without buying the console and not find one game that I can't get on the 360 or PS3 that's going to be on there. Right. There's not, I mean, and I, maybe even a, you, a, year, a full year. But you look at look at the games that Nintendo has brought out for the Wii U in the first year. They got they got Super Mario, New Super Mario Brothers 2. They got yeah. uh, New Luigi U, Pikmin 3, New Super Mario 3D World, or Super Mario 3D World. Um, yeah. What are some other ones? Uh, there's that wonderful 101. I've heard it's got they get great reviews. But well, yeah, good reviews. There are various like third party games. Let's say like the the kind of the remake of uh, Monster Hunter, like Monster Hunter Three, like mm-hmm. Monster Hunter Tri Ultimate, which is a great like RPG thing that you can actually play online with particular people, a group of people if you want. Like you were saying, the wonderful 101. There's Pikmin Three, which is a pretty decent game. I just never haven't gotten around to playing it. Yeah. To a certain extent, like you were just saying, like New Super Mario Bros. 3D World, New Super Mario Bros. U stuff, even Zelda, the remake of Zelda Wind Waker. Yep. That's just a fantastic port itself. Yeah. But uh, instead, the games are there. I believe it's just that yeah. uh, it's just at a price. I think it's I think the console is just at a price. Because it's like a hundred dollars like cheaper than a PS3, PS4, two hundred dollars cheaper than an Xbox One. I think if it was like at the two fifty, maybe the like two hundred dollar range, that thing would be selling. I yeah. think. Oh, definitely. I think, like I've said before, if that when that thing goes on the two fifty, I'm gonna buy it, no question. Like, all right, if like there's a good bundle out there for like three hundred, there, there's some good bundles. Like there, I saw they had the, I was looking at today, they have the Wind Waker bundle still for like three hundred and like thirty bucks. And it's yeah. just a little bit. If it would have done like about three hundred, to I would be a little more tempted. In. I'm still getting my PS4 first, but I think when right. tax season comes around, <laughs> I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna take. I'm, I'm, I'm probably. I might have two. Con- I might buy two consoles in January. So yeah, I'm, at the, I'm not at the certain. Ex- I'm just at that certain point where I don't. I think I will probably won't even get a PS4 for this year. For one, I can't find it. Yeah. But for another thing is when I get it, I'll just have maybe like Resogun and probably like Infamous Second Son in March. But I don't want to wait that long just to uh, not only purchase a console, but just wait that long for a game I want to play. You know, yeah, that's kind of sad because I was I've been like thinking about like I can't wait to get my PS4 and I think well, what the hell am I going to play for it? So I don't think Resogun's <laughs> going to be fun for six months. Like the first, like there, I mean, there's good games coming out for it, but there's nothing like, oh, that's gonna make. I have to buy the console. Well, yeah, I mean, that's exactly what I did with the the 360 and the PS3 when they first came out. You know, it's like I didn't get them when they first came out. I got yeah. like a 360 like in 2007, like about two years after it released. Yeah. Plus, I got a PS3 like about 2008, like another two years after it released. So, for that perspective itself, I could wait like maybe a year if I wanted to. Yeah. You know what I'm really interested in actually purchasing, which I know it's just kind of strange, and I've said so many, like, uh, so much, like, kind of negative stuff against this device. 
But I'm actually interested in repurchasing a Vita. <laughs> because I have the money wait, and I'm I'm having a goddamn wait, we're we're gonna do this. We're gonna segue okay. into a actual um <laughs> this is coming out I, I believe it is confirmed in the UK, but it's rumored to come to the US. But there but there's a a potential PS4 beta bundle. Yeah, I've seen that uh, supposed report, like in Europe, where mm-hmm. I'm not too sure how much they're charging for it, but yeah. that's the thing. I've actually heard, like, from this article that it could be, like, the newer refurbished type of Vita, which kind of replaces cheaper. the OLED screen with the cheap old, like, LCD type of uh, screen itself. Oh. All I'm it means big, is, like, it's big... more so for display than the touch. Yeah, you know? I'm not too much of a tech guy, so that's not going to bug me too much. Maybe for the, the big tech people in there, it's a big issue, but to me, I'm not going to notice the difference. <laughs> but no, I will say though when I get my when I get my PS4, depending on the price point, this this is a very tempting thing, especially with the PlayStation Plus. Yes, every it month, is. Every month you get a free Vita game. I mean, so if you're a person that's had the had the, the PS or PlayStation Plus for a year now, and you yeah. and, and you've been downloading the Vita game just in case you already been, like just you know got the download ready. Uh, just in case you ever got a Vita, you've already got, what, 10 to 15 games to play on it? Oh my gosh. From PlayStation Plus alone, I got about maybe about 15 or maybe 20-something games for my yeah. Vita that I could play on it. Right They're not all moment. of them are great, but I mean, there's still these 15, 20 games on there, and there's some really good ones on there, and there's probably going to be some, you know, probably be some crap. But you still got, that's a but yeah, you still you still got some quality games on there. Like you say, you want to play, say like Gravity Rush or Uncharted: Golden Abyss, or like uh, just both, just a lot of random like uh, Vita games that actually have some a lot of critical acclaim that uh, you can get for cheap. Yeah. No, it, but uh, but yeah, <laughs> I don't. I think depending. I think the what the PS the Vita is two hundred dollars by itself. The PS4 is four hundred. If this thing is, it comes out six hundred dollars, I lose all interest right there because there's not, it's not really a bundle. It's basically you're just buying a it's it's a bundle, but you're not getting a deal out of it. And usually when there's a bundle, no. there's a deal in it. And if this thing was five hundred dollars, if this comes out five hundred bucks, I'm buying it no question. Um, but well, it, yeah, that that's true. I think if it goes, I think if we go to the five fifty range, it's more. I'm going to question. I'm going to think about it a little more. But um, I think this is a great thing, especially with the. Um, with the remote play and the fact that with the uh, PlayStation TV eventually coming, um, it's coming to Japan, but hopefully here soon to uh, the United States and North America, where you can actually basically turn your Vita into like essentially uh, you can it's a, you can stream it via 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 your Vita. That's a yeah. there, um, and actually play. So you can have you can have a PS4 essentially in in a second room of the house. Yeah. So that'd be kind of cool. I think that's a great that's a great gimmick to put, a great marketing gimmick, great for your brand, everything like that, to have that all together. I think it was only a matter of time. I'm surprised we're doing this quickly. They're saying I think sometime this month, if, or and sometime January, about doing the doing the Vita PS4 bundle. I I would say the sooner the better because yeah. right now the interest in the Vita is like maybe it's just stagnant at best because the 3DS is really kicking its ass. The Wii U was a lot more popular than the than the Vita right now, which. Yeah, that says something, you know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's see, we can we can do another topic or two. Why don't we go into the some of Black Friday experiences? Okay, here. I was gonna mention that. Yeah. So uh, so Jackie Boy, 
Uh, you, I was at work, unfortunately, so I could not uh, experience the uh, the maze and wonder that is a Black yeah. Friday. So why don't you tell me about yours? I'm glad you're, you're alive, obviously. Well, yeah, obviously I'm alive, though. But uh, my Black Friday experience, well, that the whole Black Friday thing in general was just really crazy. I mean, for a certain, like, for a certain experience, my Black Friday thing began, like, around, like, 10, like, 9 or 10 o'clock at night after, like, a crazy Thanksgiving morning. But uh, I went there just hoping to see if I can get, like, a PS4, you know, because I had been saving up money, I've been wanting to get that console, you know, try to pick up maybe a year of PlayStation Plus or whatsoever for cheap. So I go there, you know, my mom and I are to, this, to Walmart, we go up to the electronics section, and uh, we have a lot of, there's, like, a lot of cashier, like, a lot of uh, associates are stocking up shelves and stuff with their PS3 bundles, their Vita stuff. And, uh, you know, my mom asks him, like, hey, do you guys have any more PS4s? He's like, oh, no, no, we have a lot of PS3s and PS1s, though. It's like, <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Who cares? I mean, it's like, who cares about that? Wait, you know, they have what's PS1s? I... Wait, what? <laughs> that would stop me. <laughs> well, that's what I was telling my mom, too. It's like, they don't have PS1s for sale. She must have been confused the PlayStation Vita. <laughs> you should, what, PS1? You got a PS, you buy a PS1 and a PS3. That equals a PS4, so it's kind of the same thing. <laughs> Of course, you can play regular PS1 games on the PS3 as well, you know. There you go. <laughs> but but, uh, but the, the whole extent there of going on Black Friday that night was to try to get a PS4, and from what I was talking with one of my friends with on Facebook before I actually went out, he had went to our particular Walmart like around early on Black Friday, like around 6 o'clock when they opened. Tons of people, obviously. It's a small area, right? But uh, there's enough people just like just to like two, three hundred people just inside one store crowding to the electronics section. And apparently they had gotten and I kid you not, four PS4s. Oh my god. Four PS4s inside that morning they stocked. And the people who end up getting it camped out on Thanksgiving Day at oh. six AM the goddamn morning and waited all day, like twelve hours. To get that fucking console, and I'm I'm just looking at my mom. She looks at me, and I'm just thinking to myself, "God damn it, these people have no life." <laughs> yeah, you're gonna skip. You're gonna skip Thanksgiving with your family for the potential to get. I hope all those people there didn't get a console. No. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, the funny part is they had like a couple Xbox Ones and stuff like that, but I think they had like about three of them. So, but. Uh, the thing was, I went there, I was I was just kind of angry because, you know what, Walmart Associates, they promised the Walmart Associates I, that uh, I was talking to like the week previously, oh, we'll have the console in on Black Friday, along with other, the other Walmart, the town over, plus GameStop, that's like a town over from me. So, I just go over there and I just started looking through a bunch of the games and stuff, and so I picked up, I picked up a year's worth of PlayStation Plus for about 30 bucks, nice. that was good. I see Tomb Raider, and I get that for about $15. Very nice. Which, you know what? Hell, I've been wanting to play that game for a while, so I went up and did that. So my mom gets me, like, about a $20 PlayStation card. It's like, oh, okay, okay. So we go there the next day, because it's the actual Black Friday, and uh, I pick up Sly Cooper Thieves in Time for 10 bucks. Very nice. And uh, overall... The Black Friday experience, my last Black Friday experience is when I went on to Amazon. I bought Rayman Legends for $25 when it was originally supposed to be 60 mm-hmm. So uh, I ended up saving like about 80 something dollars, mm-hmm. like just on Black Friday alone. 
So, yeah, you know what? My Black Friday thing, even though I'm disappointed I didn't find a PS4, I still got a hell of a lot of great deals. And you yeah. know what's kind of funny? The last type of deal that I actually got was like a few days ago. And uh, apparently I went onto a Coast Guard base because we have like a, a close Coast Guard base to the area I live in. And uh, I found the original Call of Duty Black Ops. And you know you know what they were trying to sell it for, for like brand new? What? <laughs> $2.94. Oh, my God. <laughs> So I, I look at it as like, oh, you know what, what the hell? <laughs> oh my god, you got, you got a problem, man. <laughs> so I got freaking Call of Duty Black Ops for PS3 for about three bucks. <laughs> oh, oh, man, yeah, you got a problem. <laughs> well, you know what, you know, it's it's funny, whenever I, because this had been like the most games I've gotten in since like around July, pretty much, yeah. and I'm, I'm usually the type of guy that just, uh, if he gets a paycheck or something like that, oh, okay, here's a game, let's, I'll spend 30 bucks for this game, I'll play that. But because this year has been so, like, uh, stagnant for me and I haven't really gone a lot, all of a sudden it's like, okay, purge. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been kind of the opposite the last, like, six months. I used to go out, like, every paycheck, I just buy, like, a, a random game. Now I don't, now I'm more, I'm more pick and choose now. I'm more, I'm, yeah, That's I'm what more, I've been, pretty much. Yeah, you gotta be right now. Especially the holidays coming up, new consoles coming out. I've been very, yep. especially the last couple months, I, I really, I've only bought like the big games I wanted. I haven't gone out and bought any other just random games to play. Trying to be a lot smaller with money so I can get a PS4 eventually, maybe a Wii U in the next couple months. Yeah, you know, like I was saying earlier, I was also thinking also a new TV. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like I was saying earlier, I was thinking about getting a, like another Vita and stuff because I've been craving playing Persona 4 Golden again, <laughs> and it's like, oh my god, oh my god, it's like I'm gonna, it's like the Vitas are cheap now. It's, it's like I'm thinking about, okay, maybe if I get like about $200 or so worth of like Amazon gift cards or something like that, I can go jump on the deal on Amazon where they're selling it for about 180 bucks with uh, three games and like a four gigabyte card, which you know what? I know that's not going to be shit for no. a four gigabyte card. Especially if you got places to plus and you got to download them all. There's oh, yeah, no shit. Fill that thing up. up like, I mean, you, want, you can fit like two games on it. You need like about 16 gigabytes at least you just to look- fit like. There's something comfortably on that console. Not, yeah. not console, but handheld. But they finally released a 64 gigabyte one, but it's like 100 bucks. That's like 125 dollars, though. Yeah. That's too they're much. Like, they're like, like it's everybody praises Sony with their PS3s, where you get PS4s, where you can just take the hard drive out and buy any third party, not any third yeah. party hard drive, but you you can just buy a third party hard drive, and plug it in there. Yet now you got a terabyte hard drive. But with and like you know Microsoft with their excuse me with their with their Xboxes. They gouge you on freaking hard drive, hard drives. Like it's a hundred dollars for a twenty gigabyte hard drive. Are you serious right now? <laughs> well, you can buy, you can go out and buy a terabyte hard drive for your computer for a hundred bucks. Okay. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, they're really, they're really just charging like the premium prices for their separate proprietary like format cards that they got for their Vita. Yeah. You so know, because it's their particular brand. <laughs> yeah, so it's like they're kind of doing the same thing with their Vita, just charging, even though like they have, you can. Go out and just buy regular cards and like for like they're cheap. I, I don't know. I think it's just kind of silly. Well, you know, for like because you know, you know, for the last reason, it's like I got I got a couple like other new games and stuff for like uh, PlayStation, like PlayStation Network, like recently that also work for the Vita. So like games like Spelunky and like uh, Lone Survivor and Dive Kick and stuff. <laughs> so it's like, oh god, man, it's all these games I can play on the Vita, you know. <laughs> Very good. So uh, we can do. We'll do one more topic before we end it up. Okay. I think, I think it's kind of funny. We should do like a mini episode. 
<laughs> Do like a full blown run. This is actually longer than some of the episodes we've actually had. But um, sorry, Knuckles, don't hate me. Um, <laughs> so I was reading an article, and there is talks that Super Mario Galaxy Three might be on the horizon for Wii U. You being the Wii U hmm. owner, what what your do you want a Super Mario? And you being the guy that picked. Spoiler alert for episode twenty three and twenty four of the Drunk Dashers podcast. You picked Super Mario Galaxy as your game of the generation. What yes, thoughts, I did. Sir? Well, you know what? It wouldn't be too surprising if they went back to Super Mario Galaxy because the game, the both Super Mario Galaxy games on the Wii are very good, mm-hmm. and uh, it wouldn't really be that out of the realm of possibility to go with a game that's actually really successful in terms of Mario games and sort of, like, creativity and, like, level design and stuff. But at the same time, I kind of wish that uh, they would not go back to Mario Galaxy because I wanted them to try to maybe try something, I don't know, something new within the (laughs) Mario franchise because each generation, like, of consoles for Nintendo consoles has always been some sort of leap. I mean, come on, Super Mario Brothers for the NES, Super Mario World for the Super Nintendo, Mario 64 for the N64, then you have, like, Super Mario Sunshine, which, you know, it's a good game, though, but kind of hard yeah. for the GameCube. Then you have Super Mario Galaxy for the Wii. I just want something that's just different. Like, I think Super Mario 3D World could be, like, that type of game for uh, the Wii U right now. But I just want them something just really just creative and just off the wall, you know? Not necessarily a, another Galaxy game, but I wouldn't be sad if that another one of those came out. Yeah. <laughs> You've actually pretty much destroyed my whole... That like t- took my whole argument, because that was going to be my argument, was as I, I didn't finish Super Mario. I, I played a huge chunk with my buddy on Super Mario Galaxy 2. Uh, I didn't uh-huh. finish Super Mario Galaxy mainly because uh, my Wii got stolen and I lost all my save. Oh, Jesus. I didn't want to go back and replay the whole freaking thing over again. Understandable. Um, but I I love that game. Um, and I really enjoyed Super Mario Galaxy 2. But Super Mario Galaxy 2, the only reason it was, came out was because they left so much world, so many worlds. They they built this huge game. It couldn't fit it all in Super Mario Galaxy. So they right. re, they remade it. They just they just made it Super... It was basically Super Mario Galaxy 1.5. They just yeah, kind of, but they basically. kind of finished it up a little bit. They added a little story thing that they do in all the Super Mario Galaxy games, or all Super Mario games, and they just added some extra stuff onto it to kind of pad it up a little bit and everything like that. And it was great. And that worked out in that situation where it was just, they had extra levels, but just, but just you know, it was go ahead and get released to the public. And that was great. And this isn't like the situation where it's, they're going to make a whole, they're actually going to make a whole other thing. And I'm with you, is you look at every Mario game, it has evolved. Every, right. I mean, not every Mario game, but every, the main Mario games for the consoles, not the, not the, not the side-scroller ones, not the 3D ones, but, like, you look at the, the big ones, like the, like you said, Mario, Super Mario, or Mario Brothers, uh, Super, Mario, Super Mario Brothers, uh, Super Mario Brothers 3 was a big improvement, even though it was on the NES. Yeah. Uh, the Super Mario, Brother, Super Mario World, uh, 64, uh, Sunshine, which is, I, a lot of people consider it was just a, it was a mediocre game. Um, you, then you got, like I said, Super Mario Galaxy. All fantastic games, all great evolution. And I don't even want to try to guess or come up, like, or try to think about what they can do. Because Nintendo is just, the, some of the ideas they have are genius. Because what I love so much about the Super Mario Galaxy games were that each, there was like 20 different kind of, super, uh, 20 different things Mario could do in those games. 
Right. And you look at most games nowadays, they would have took one of those features and made it a whole game around that. Like Mario True. turning into like a, a like a rock or whatever, we could like roll around, <laughs> like a roll, you know, and like that would be a whole freaking game right there on Xbox 360. You know, or just like just other or you know certain other certain aspects of the games were like, and that's why I love. That's why I always thought it was really cool is they they would just they would have twenty different things and just be one little thing that Mario can do in this game, and I thought that was fantastic. And if, I don't even, like I said I don't really want to try to think what they can do with the evolved the Mario character or the, the Mario games, but I think they need this this needs to give they need to give it a rest. They, yeah. they need to like come out with something new. For Mario and give go give Mario a rest. Don't bring don't make another. I mean, you got Mario Kart Eight coming out. That's fine. Maybe, that's true. But um, maybe I'm fine with that. Um, I wouldn't mind. Another, didn't they release a Mario Tennis for Wii U? Or is that Wii? I think that was Wii, but that okay. was just a remake of the port for that's, like the GameCube, GameCube itself. Yeah. But so, you know what? Why not give some more love to say like Metroid? You know, or maybe like uh, I don't know. Maybe come up with an actual new goddamn IP for a change. Yeah. yeah or Star Fox. Something different. What have they done with Star Fox in like 16 years? Besides the shitty three, uh, the shitty DS game we got, and the, the and the, the Star Fox Adventure game, Adventure of GameCube. Which the was... only thing of significance Star Fox related has been for the the remake of the N64 game on the, the 3DS. 3DS. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. I mean, like that was a great game on Super Nintendo and 64. But yeah. You've done nothing with them since, and I guess. I mean, they've done that. Like, we look at Donkey Kong. Like, there wasn't a oh, Donkey man. Kong game for, like, 15 years. From They didn't have one on GameCube. They didn't have one until, like, the last year of the Wii, almost. I know, so, but the thing is, they went back to, like, a Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. But they gave it to, like, Retro Studios and stuff. And they did a fantastic job in getting that uh, franchise back yeah. on track, you know? Just, that's the thing. And also, it's like for Star Fox-related... Oh man, I just absolutely hate Star Fox Adventures Dinosaur Planet for the GameCube. That I mean, it wasn't a bad game. It wasn't a bad it game, a but the damn terrible the game Star was Fox freaking game. boring, though. Yeah, it was a, not a Star Fox and game. And then they released that stupid action one. Like, that was, that was like the sequel. Oh yeah, Star Fox Assault. That was like Namco. I think it was like oh, it was uh, that awful. Dude, it too. Even Nintendo Power that own, that was owned by Nintendo gave that game like a six point five. <laughs> that when when a game that when Nintendo makes a game and and the the game and like the, the magazine that's owned by Nintendo gives the game that At was that made time, by Nintendo yeah. a bad rating, they know it's a bad game. <laughs> so I mean, there's other IPs out there. I know Mario is the big one, but it's not working right now. I mean, it's it's given a minor boost, but like we've said before, it's like they I think give Mario a little bit of a rest. I'm not saying. For, for the rest of the for, forever or for a couple of years, but you know, come maybe 2015 holiday season, maybe release another Mario game or something like that. You know, give them a rest for a couple of years. We don't need a Mario game every year. I agree with that. Even though I'm the guy, but I'm the guy that buys Assassin's Creed Madden every year. But I, but that's, that's a niche audience there, I guess. But um. I guess that we can go and wrap up the show there. Um, yep. We've, we've rambled on long enough. Um, Knuckles is going to kill us because we did a whole episode despite him. <laughs> um, he's probably going to be really depressed now because he... Knuckles, this show can't run without you. This was a terrible show. Please come back. <laughs> there. I'm just going to edit out half the show. That way he will never... He'll, he'll just think that we were recorded for like 40 minutes. 
And then over those recordings and stuff, that half of the show, you're just going to record like a lot of monkey sounds and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think, Knuckles? <laughs> so, um, no, we'll go ahead and wrap up the show. Uh, we'll go into, uh, so Knuck, uh, Knuckles, I'm sorry. Knuckles isn't here. Now I'm sad again. Uh, Jack, what is your uh, wrestler of the week? Well, for this week, for my wrestler of the week, I'm just going to go with, uh, I'm just going to go with Matt Hardy. How about that? <laughs> that well, for Matt, well, for Matt Hardy, you know, he's more or less known now as like, uh, Recovering from a lot of like his drug and alcohol problems and stuff like that, and just uh, wrestling and Ring of Honor. But when he started, he was uh, training in North Carolina with his brother Jeff to a certain extent, like training as like a professional wrestler. He had like a long stint with the WWF, now WWE, obviously, like training as like a tag team, like a competitor with his brother Jeff. They were like uh, Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, those two were like. Uh, had a bunch of different managers from like Michael Hayes to like uh to obviously Lita was like the most like a recognizable manager that they've had. But uh Matt Hardy in general, like uh he was known for his uh twist of fate and his like uh, his leg drop and a whole lot of like extreme type of uh, moves that him and his brother would pretty much do. Obviously, like back in the day, if you would say like uh see one Hardy, the other Hardy wouldn't be so like far behind and stuff. But uh Matt Hardy was also known for like a lot of like the like the feuding like with Edge and stuff like that. Also like uh, because of a supposed like back and forth kind of a conflict behind the scenes between like uh, like Edge like dating like his former girlfriend Lita and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. So when uh, Matt Hardy actually came back to WWF and stuff, they immediately put him in a feud with like Edge, and it looked like. They were just like having a barroom like type of brawl or something on the stage. Yeah, that was where, a real uh, life Matt... situation where Edge was was dating Matt's fiance in real life. So, yeah, that's true. It was like these guys look like they're literally going to kill each other in the ring. Yeah, exactly. And also like uh, when um, that particular attack when Matt Hardy or something like that got edged like the stage and I did that freaking side effect move of his like onto like the tables down below. That was like a legitimate type of threatening thing because uh, you know what. Edge had, like, neck problems and still had to retire, too, later on because of, like, the neck troubles that uh, he sustained in all those TLC matches. But yeah. uh, the fact of the matter is, uh, Matt Hardy, he's had his demons. He's had a lot of various, like, other things. But he was pretty comparable professional wrestler. But, uh, yeah, for this wrestle of the week, I'm going to go with Matt Hardy. Very nice. Very nice. Um, normally, this is the time where I go to Knuckles for his random Twitter follower, but... Since he's not here, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna steal his. Uh, that's his stick. I'm not gonna steal it from him. But um, we can we can have one a big one next week. Um, just in this show up here, we do have um, a Facebook group on Facebook.com, obviously. Um, just Drunk Dash Nerds on on Facebook. Uh, you'll find our group, and we also have a page as well where we we constantly update when the show's coming out, just news, what's going on, going on with things behind the scenes. Um, if, if the episode's not coming out for any reason, we'll let you know on there. Um, so like us on there or join our group. Um, we also have, um, a, a brand new Drunk Dash Nerds forum. That's um, right. Yes. We just, <laughs> um, it is, uh, just go to drunk-nerds.proboards.com and you can join in all the excitement. Uh, we just, we just, uh, it just came up yesterday uh, as we're recording this to, it just came up Tuesday or no, wait, I'm sorry, Wednesday. I don't know what day it is anymore. Yep. <laughs> so... 
Uh, You're working new. too hard, Tyler. This is the, <laughs> yeah, this is the first time we haven't even told anybody yet. We're pretty excited about it. We put a lot of work into to this. Um, so we're really, really excited about what, you know, we know forums isn't, isn't the big thing anymore, but it'd be kind of cool if you want to come on in and talk to us and just kind of join in the conversation. It's going to be a fun time. It's a laid back situation. We're not yeah. each sticklers. Just don't be a dick. That's the only rule, only rule there. And also what I wanted to uh, mention also is, uh, if you're listening to us on iTunes, please leave us like a rate, like uh, leave us like a rate or review for our podcast here for the drunk dash nerds podcast. Give us like a five star if you really feel like we're worthy of listening to stuff. You know, just, comment, just, just rate, subscribe, just do whatever. <laughs> yeah, use, use use the force, Luke. Use the force. Yeah, because I think our last like a review was like all the way back in like say what, what like August or so like that. September. <laughs> September. Like, yeah. Like months. Yeah, we're due. <laughs> we're due. We're due for another one. Yeah, we get, I think we get one review every three months, so we're due. I think we got like six so far. All five stars though, so that's good. Yeah, that's true. About a thousand on that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that, um, I don't really know how to smoothly end the show, but I guess, uh, that is our show for the week. Hopefully, uh, Knuckles will be back next week. Um, I was Ginger Boy. And I'm the Jack of Hearts. And, uh, we'll see you next week. Love you, Knuckles. Route. beers there anyways we're on itunes now so go on there check us out and if you like us leave us a review and we'll even shout you out and jack will send you his credit card number